Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. Hey, and welcome to this week's edition of the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great estate plans. My name is Tim Seckler. I am the owner of the Seckler Law Firm, and I do this radio show for you each and every week to teach you the things you need to know to make a great estate plan for your family, protect your assets, protect your finances, make sure your kids actually receive an inheritance, make sure your kids don't turn into a boxing match after you pass away, and just generally do good planning to make sure that we eliminate any any fear, anything that's keeping you up at night, and just give you some peace of mind that everything is well provided for. Uh, the estate planning practice I own is called the Secular Law Firm. Um, my last name is hard to spell. My first name is easy to spell. So just go to estateplantim.com, and you will find our website where you can find all sorts of information, like previous episodes of this radio show, which we've got uh, moving in on like 130 episodes pre-recorded uh, that are available on Apple iTunes or Spotify. You can find links to them on our radio show, hundreds of blogs, articles. We just put out a ton of content, and the, the thought process behind that is, look, um, if we put out the right information, people are going to become well-informed, and maybe they decide to work uh, with our law firm. And if they don't decide to work in our, with our law firm, perhaps they just make good decisions working with somebody else's law firm. But my goal, you know, my, my sort of professional existence is based on giving good people good estate plans, and I hope that you find uh, these episodes valuable. And so what we're doing today on, on today's episode is w- this is a continuation of the episode we did last weekend that was the top 10 reasons that estate plans fail. And so here's a quick review of the things that we covered in last week's episode. Last week, we talked about estate planning documents that are just simply too simple for your situation. Um, There's this common thought process out there in the world that if you are not rich, all you need is a simple will. And and that's a thing that I think discounts how important your life and your resources are. Um, And, you know, people with simple wills end up going broken long-term care facilities or end up paying uh, more in taxes or probate fees than they need to. And so I don't think that that's the way to do it. So oftentimes, uh, too many people check the box that they have some document rather than really focusing on what would make a great estate plan. Um, The second reason that we covered is even if you had a great estate plan, it's not well coordinated. So, for example, let's say your will says equal shares to my kids, but you've got a beneficiary designation that somehow when you filled out the form with your IRA custodian um, where, where you've got your money, you only name two of your three kids as beneficiaries, and, and people make the mistake, in, um, the mistake in thinking that their will covers everything that they own, and the reality is the will only governs those assets that are in your name individually that are not otherwise beneficiary designated. So retirement accounts, life insurance policies, annuities, these, these financial instruments typically have beneficiary designations on them, which those beneficiary designations supersede the terms of your will, and a lot of people get that confused. Um, So the plan is not well coordinated. Um, Second is that the kids, if you name your kids as your, your agent under the power of attorney or uh, as your your executor, they don't know what the heck that means. You know, if I ask the average 40-year-old what the word trustee means, they have no clue, right? And so you name them as your trustee without any education on what that means, and then something happens to you, and the kids are lost, right? And so we take, at our law firm, we take time to educate your kids on what their future roles and responsibilities is. I, I, I want to deal with the reality that if I'm talking with a retiree, if I'm talking to a senior, 
When a senior hires a law firm for an estate plan, the reality of the situation is they're not just hiring me to give them advice. They're probably also hiring me for their kids' future legal needs when something happens. And if that's true, then why not start that relationship now and educate the kids on their future role and responsibility? Let's make sure this thing works rather than just checking the box that we have some document in place. So number four, or number three rather, was the kids don't know their roles and functions. Number four, it does not incorporate, the estate plan does not incorporate planning for long-term care. I am an elder law attorney. I help, our little law firm helps somewhere around 10 families a month going through nursing home issues, going broken nursing homes. Um, And it's not really the nursing home's fault. It's the fact that the government system that we have requires you to go broke if you need long-term care. And and I think that that's a fundamental failure of how we treat our seniors. And I'm sort of on this mission to make sure that my clients don't go broken long-term care uh, establishments. And, And so that usually involves doing some asset protection work. So Asset protection in, in planning out, you know, the, the care of a senior can be planned. It just takes some effort. And, and so on our staff, we have a social worker that helps people find long-term care providers. We, we, we talk about where are you going to get your care and how are you going to pay for it. And, and can we get any money out of the government to help us pay for it so we don't have to go broke? And so that's a big component of what we do. But most estate plans, you know, if you go to some lawyer and they tell you, hey, you're not rich, all you need is a simple will, well, that completely discounts the fact that the wills only answer the question, who gets your stuff when you pass away? Well, I think a really interesting question for most of my retired clients or soon-to-be retired clients is not just who gets my stuff when I pass away. It's how do we make sure that there is some stuff to give to my kids when I pass away? Because wills don't help with that. So uh, issue number four was it does not incorporate planning for long-term care. Number five is it's never updated. Laws change, family dynamics change, your goals change, maybe you're charitable, maybe you were charitable and now you're not charitable, maybe one of your kids and you have fallen out of favor, maybe you're concerned that if you leave money to your daughter, she's just going to lose it to her in in pending divorce. Maybe, you know, so laws change, family dynamics change, your goals change, and your estate plan needs to reflect that. And so estate planning, when done properly, at least this is the way we think about it at the secular law firm, estate planning, when done properly, is a process to be managed rather than some transaction. I'm not, I'm not interested in just selling you some document and forgetting your name. What I want to do is form a relationship with you, and we've got classes, we've got education events every month that we're teaching clients how this change in the law impacts their estate plan, how this change in your goal. If you're concerned about your daughter's divorce, here's how we can adjust your estate plan to, to account for that. Uh, and so um, the plan needs to be updated, and so many people do a plan when the kids are little, and don't touch the thing again until it's retirement time. Um, and and it, it, it requires a little bit more conversation than that to make sure that the plan works well. So those are the topics that we covered in last week's episode. And in last week's episode, I was telling you about our estate planning seminars coming up. We've got one coming up in South Point. We've got one coming up in Cranberry Township where we're going to be teaching you the things that you need to know in order to make good estate planning decisions. I'm going to teach you the difference between wills and trusts, revocable trusts versus irrevocable trusts, and how they may fit in. Yes, trusts fit in for middle-class Americans. How do these documents fit into an effective estate plan for you? Um, and, and how can we make sure that your kids actually receive an inheritance with good terms and conditions to improve their life, not blow it up? Okay, so, so those are some of the things that we were chatting about last week. Let's continue our list. So we went through uh, reasons number one through five last week. Let's do six through ten. Reason number six, 
is people make self-help estate planning mistakes, right? So the, to be very candid, the tools online, writing your estate plan online, the tools are getting better. Uh, lots of lawyers want to bash, you know, the, the online document preparation services. Look, there's generally speaking, I mean, there's plenty of attorneys that would disagree with this. But some of the documents themselves, there's nothing wrong with the tool. It's that people don't know how to use it. I, I, I'd like to share a story with you where I was once involved with an estate. And the the estate was um, a, um, a client passed away. The will said in the will, this was a self-help online will, and the guy said that I want life insurance to go, my life insurance contract to go to Sister A that was in the will. He wrote that in his will. But then the, the beneficiary designation at the life insurance company left the money to Sister B. Right? Now, this guy knew he was going to pass away. He was dealing with something that he knew he was going to pass away. So he wrote his own will, trying to give this life insurance contract to his daughter. And he didn't understand that wills don't govern life insurance contracts. It's a contract. It's not governed by the will. right? So the the problem with him and, and his estate plan wasn't that the software was wrong. It's that he didn't know how to use it, and he made a mistake. right? So self-help mistakes are, are a problem. Um, that people make, and you know, people make changes to the beneficiary designations, possibly without fully understanding the tax ramifications. Um, and they they they're trying to save a, a few pennies doing it on their own, and they end up costing themselves dollars. And 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 so be be careful with the self help mistakes. If if you don't know what you're doing, you know, these are just estate planning documents, wills, and trusts are tools, right? They're just tools. Um, in the right hands, they could be great. In the wrong hands, they could be bad. Like a paintbrush is a tool, but I'm not going to do anything that anybody's going to like with it. Right? I, I don't know how to use that tool effectively, and, and that's one of the challenges with, with uh, self-help tools. Um, number seven, people just frankly don't understand what they did. Right? If, if I um, – let's say that somebody even did the right estate plan. Right? One of the things that, that we like to do – with our clients is we like to use irrevocable trusts to protect your house from the potential long-term care expense that that you could face. Nursing homes are $160,000 a year. Your house is potentially subject to those expenses. Why not put it in a trust that you get to still sleep in that house every night and not go broke if you end up in a nursing home? Makes perfect sense to me. And the more people I tell this to, it seems to make sense to them too. You mean I get to sleep in my house every night? And I've protected a couple of hundred thousand dollar asset from my biggest financial risk. Yes. All I have to do is put my house in a trust. Yes. Where do I sign? Right. Um, but you got to go through the education, to understand the pros and cons and all the rest. But a lot of people tend to make uh, think that this makes sense. Um, and we spend an awful lot of time educating our clients. I'm teaching classes to our clients every month on, on different things they need to know from an estate planning standpoint. Because like I've shared, I think this is a relationship. We manage our relationship with education. Um, but here's the thing. Other law firms don't really do it that way. And, and so you you may even have, like, the best estate plan, um, whatever that means. You have the best estate plan. <clears throat> But you didn't really understand it because the law firm really didn't spend any time educating you on it. And then down the road, you're a trustee and you violate the terms of your own estate plan. Right? You, you make a mistake because you didn't understand what you did. You, you distribute money to the wrong person, you, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. And so um, a lot of the time, you know, even, even our clients who, who 
did a, a, a great estate plan with our law firm. If they don't continue to engage with us, and I see them in lows in 18 months and say, hey, can you uh, explain your estate plan to me? A lot of people have a difficult time doing it, right? And it's, it's because this is perishable stuff, and not everybody is an estate planning geek like me. You're not staying up on this stuff all the time. And so, you know, I, I think having a relationship with somebody that, that does stay up on this stuff all the time and continues to remind you, here's how this thing works, here's why we did it, here's how this thing works, here's why we did it, uh, it is a valuable thing. And so people don't understand what they did. Number eight, then, and I suppose this is related, they make mistakes later. Right? Um, I could design a world-class estate plan. Let's just say that I have the capability to write a perfect estate plan. And it, it involves a trust, and we put some stuff in the trust. And then, but then what happens is you never interact with the law firm again. Or, and then 10 years later, you inherit money from your, your mom, and you don't put it in the trust. Right? So you, you had this understanding on how a thing would work, but then you, you make a mistake later without seeking additional counsel from the law firm, which is why in our law firm we offer a membership thing to keep you updated. If you come into new assets, just let us know. We're going to help you figure out what happens next because I'm not just interested in selling my clients some document and forgetting their name. This is a relationship. I want to make sure that your law, that your, your estate plan works today and it works tomorrow, um, and that requires ongoing support. And so that's a, that's a key tenant on, on what we do in our law firm because I don't want you to make preventable mistakes later because you were afraid to reach out um so that's reason number eight that estate plans fail and and if this this whole concept that we're chatting about today is is really just teaching you some pitfalls to avoid and and how you can go about creating an estate plan of your own that actually works um if you tune in late, my name is Tim Seckler. I own the Seckler Law Firm. We're headquartered in Cranberry Township. And what we do is we're an education-based law firm. I, I want to invite you to one of our upcoming Three Secrets workshops. During the three, It's the Three Secrets to Protect Your Legacy. And during the Three Secrets workshop, what we do is we teach you uh, what an effective estate plan looks like, the pros and cons of different tools like wills and powers of attorney and trust. We're going to talk about revocable trust versus irrevocable trust. I'm going to give you the information you need to, to at least make a decision on whether you want to move forward with doing some estate planning. Um, the problem, the reason that most people don't move forward is they don't know where to start. Who do I call? What, I'm going to go to some lawyer. I got to pay. I got to pay for some initial consultation with a lawyer I may or may not like. I may or may not like his recommendations. Um, and so what we've decided to do is, is before you ever write me a check, we do a bunch of education with you so you can determine if we're the right guys for you. Um, and, and um, you know, whether it's, it's me or one of the other attorneys, we want you to know that our team is committed to your success. You can get to know us a little bit. You can understand our philosophy and how we do our estate planning. And then you could decide whether you would like for us to work with your plan. But if you, if you want to work with our law firm, we're going to educate you, okay? You're going to make informed decisions, um, and we're going to keep you educated. We're going to offer you content in the future uh, on what, when laws change, on what happens when your goals change. And that, to me, is just my commitment to my clients. I, I think it's the right way to do this. I don't think treating you like some easy-come, easy-go transaction is the way that I want to practice law. It's not the way my law firm wants to operate. And so um, that's kind of how we do it. Um, but come check out the Three Secrets Workshop. We'll teach you all this stuff. You get to know us a little bit. Uh, it'll be a great use of your time. I promise you, you're going to learn a lot. 
Uh, I promise you can have some fun. We like to use stories to explain our concepts rather than just going X plus Y equals Z, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's stories. Here's this family. Here's how they found some success. Um, and so that's, that's really the idea. Um, all right. Another reason why estate plans fail is because parents don't communicate with their kids, Right. Um, so we were talking before about how sometimes parents will name their kids as a trustee and tell them that they're the trustee, but then the kids don't really know what that means. Other times, parents don't share anything with the kids. You know, the, the son finds out at dad's funeral that he's the executor of the will. He, doesn't, he didn't know. He didn't even know dad had a will, right? And so now he goes over to dad's house. He probably breaks into the thing to figure out, don't do that. I'm, here's, your, here's your legal tip of the week. Don't break into your dad's house. But he, he gets into the house and um, gets in there and starts rifling through drawers and desks and, and different things looking for paperwork because the big question that nobody knows about dad is, how much money did he have? Where are his accounts? Where was he invested um, how much life insurance did he have? Did he have any life insurance? How are we going to pay for this funeral? Who's who's in charge of the money? How, where's the will? You know, and, and it's these these questions that are easily, you know, this is such a stressful situation. It's a stressful situation because we just lost dad. It's compounded by the fact that we've got no clue what to do next because there, there's something going on about like the greatest generation, and now I'm even seeing it with the baby boomers. Is they they just don't communicate with their kids about what they have, where they have it. You know, the biggest the biggest kept secret of most families when the kids are young is how much money does mom and dad make. But then that secret continues, and now we get into the senior years, and we're still not communicating with our kids, uh, and, and it's a mess. And so then what happens is the kids go over to the house, and they start f- filling out a, a giant eagle bag full of paperwork, right? And they bring it to our office. So in our office, we deal with death and dying pretty frequently. And, and so sometimes you have to you have to find reasons to, to find some humor in things. And we call that the BOS. When when um, people go and they, they, they put all this paperwork into a giant eagle bag, they bring it to our office. We call that the, B, uh, the BOS. It's the bag of statements that we're now supposed to figure out what to do with it and, and how much money did dad have and, and – all of this could easily be preventable if you just start communicating with your children, which I would encourage you to do. And we're going we're gonna to talk to you about when to do that and how to do that and why to do that. Um, but you need to communicate. Um, and then another reason that a lot of estate plans fail is that um, most estate plans – whether it's a will or whether it's a trust or whether you're sending money to your kids via a beneficiary designation, most estate plans do outright distribution. So whatever situation is going on in my child's world when I pass away, we're going to give them some money. Whether they're in a good place or whether they're in a bad place, whether they're healthy or unhealthy, whether they're happily married or in the middle of a divorce, whether they're um, creditor-free or currently in the middle of a giant lawsuit. You know, we do, we're going to do some planning today and just sort of roll the dice that nothing bad is going to happen between now and the time that I pass away. And we're going to give the money to the kids, and, you know, whatever's going on is going on. Say la vie, right? Well, no, that's not good planning. That's not, that's not smart, right? Um, better planning is, well, wait a second. What if what if we put a little bit more energy into this? 
And what if instead of just saying equal shares to my kids outright, what if what if I said equal shares to my kids, but they can receive their inheritance in a thing that we call a beneficiary controlled trust. And now the beneficiary, meaning my child, is in control of this trust that the trust receives the inheritance rather than an outright being titled in my child's own name. It, the, the inheritance is now titled in a trust that my kid can control. And once it's in this trust, the money in the trust, the inheritance, is now protected from things like lawsuits and disabilities and divorces. And, and we've taken time to plan for the these issues. Because what we can say is, if at the time I pass away, someone is underage, then you do this. And then the trust says something different. If at the time someone is entitled to an inheritance when I pass away, that person unfortunately has become disabled, uh, maybe the nature of their disability means they can't manage the money, then you do this. Maybe the, the nature of their disability is they can manage the money or they could manage the money. But they're on public benefits as the nature of their disability. They're on Medicaid benefits or SSI benefits. And somebody that's on needs-based benefits or somebody who doesn't have the mental faculties to control their inheritance, wouldn't it be smart if we put someone in control of that money who understands things like Medicaid benefits as SSI benefits? And, and isn't it smart that we, we don't leave this to chance? Because if I just give it to my daughter, God forbid my daughter's disabled, now who's in charge of the money? what's going to happen? Are we going to lose it all? Is my daughter going to lose her Medicaid benefits? And and these are just questions that you can answer in an estate plan if you take the time to do it. What happens if, um, what happens if I give my money to my inheritance? You know, I've got a little girl right now. She's only seven years old, but at seven years old, boy, I already know that there's never going to be a boy that's good enough for her. Right. I mean, I think most dads feel that way, but I feel sorry for the little guy that shows up at my house one day because he, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be nice to him, but I already know my daughter's out of his league, right? I, I know that now, and so what happens if, when I pass away, my daughter is in a marriage or in a relationship, and that marriage will ultimately end in a divorce because my daughter's gonna uh, understand one day that nobody's good enough for her, right? Of course, I'm being a little tongue-in-cheek here, but most marriages do end in divorce. And so if most marriages end in divorce, and I'm leaving my daughter my daughter an inheritance, I, I suppose I would prefer that my daughter receive that inheritance rather than get it in some way that she could lose it to her potential divorce. I mean, that would be my preference. That seems to be the preference of most of my clients. And if you're listening to this, this is probably your preference. We would rather get the money to your daughter rather than your son-in-law after they divorce. Well, let's do that then. You know, let's plan for that. Let's say, you know, that my daughter receives her inheritance in a trust that's not subject to, uh, you know, the the marriage. It it never became a marital asset the way that we structured it. Well, boy, that makes a ton of sense, you know. And this is the type of planning that we can do. You know, if your kids have issues, if your kids unfortunately have an addiction issue, if they got a gambling issue, a drug issue, if your kids have creditor issues, if your kids have disabilities, if your kids have marital problems, if your kids have any number of issues that makes you concerned about their ability to manage and keep the inheritance, well, that's a thing we need to work through and plan well for and not just have our head in the stand that that thing is going to go away between now and the time you pass away because it's not going anywhere. we got to wrestle with this. 
Um, and that's, that's real planning. So that's reason number 10 is that we got to do effective estate plans when the kids have some issues. Let's plan for those issues. And, and you know, this type of planning I'm talking about on the show, you can tell we're, we're answering more than just the question, who gets my stuff when I pass away, right? It, it's Proper planning is more than that. And, yeah, it's not fun. I get it. It's not fun. But, man, it, it is empowering. You should see some of the comments. Go on, go on Google and read some of our reviews. You, sh- you should see some of the comments our clients are, are leaving us because the type of planning that we're doing for people just gives them peace of mind that we, we've really advised them on a number of issues that they weren't thinking about before, but they're, they're, they're grateful that we did. Um, and, you know, these are the topics covered in our estate planning seminar, the, the Three Secrets to Protect Your Legacy workshop, which we offer in uh, Cranberry Township in South Point. And before too long, we're going to be offering them in Monroeville as well, um, because I'm, I'm trying to put this information out there. These events are fun. They're great. You're going to learn a lot. The people that show up are usually like really energetic and wanting to learn about this stuff. And even if you decide at the end of the workshop that this type of planning planning with our firm isn't for you you don't you don't owe us any money after the the workshop i hope you learned something um but for those of you who decide that yeah what these guys are doing this this lines up with my values um and you want to engage our law firm for work well then great we're happy to help you but either way we just want to make sure that you know you're well informed whether you work with us or somebody else i'm, I'm tired of seeing estate planning mistakes and I'm committed. I've committed my entire career to make to, to eliminating as many of those mistakes as I can. Um, and that's what this firm is all about. That's why we do all these workshops. That's why we do all these seminars. And and uh, and I hope you check us out one day. I hope you come. And you learn some things. And you know, I of course hope you work with my law firm. But if you don't, if we improved your world a little bit, giving you some information, great. Um, I hope you learned something on this episode, and if you didn't listen to last week's episode, go catch the other episode on the same topic, the reasons estate plans fail. But remember, this show is for your education and information. This is not legal advice. If you need legal advice, we're here to help anytime. Go to secularlawfirm.com, or more easily, uh, easily remembered is estateplantim.com. Check us out. We look forward to helping you. I'll see you at one of our upcoming workshops. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. SecklerLawFirm.com or call 724-841-1393.